0: Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh.
1: Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, Podcast. what's up? Dude? Happy, dude. Uh, happy week,
0: man. It's happy birthday week. It's Thank both you. of our birthday weeks.
1: That's right. Is your, birth- Wait, like- is your birthday today? Yours is tomorrow? No,
0: tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Andrew and I, I were born... In the same exact year, only three days apart. And I only say same exact year because right. Andrew's <laughs> actually significantly younger than me.
1: <laughs> uh, that's right. Wait, how old will you be? I'm going to guess. I actually don't know. Uh, are you turning 39?
0: I am. That's a good guess. Are
1: you? I knew you were four yeah. or five years older than I was, but I just turned 34 and... Uh, Yeah, I would have felt like a huge jerk if today was your birthday because I had it as tomorrow mentally. Um, But Josh, before we started recording, we were talking and you're like, how's your birthday week going? All that stuff. So happy early birthday to you, man. It's been a good week so far for me. Thank
0: you. Yeah, if I didn't have birthdays in my calendar, I would never remember anybody's birthday. Like that's the only way I I stay on top of it. Most people I'd forget. But... But yeah, birthdays aren't a huge deal. It's just kind of a time. I think I'm going to the Avs game tomorrow for my birthday, the tr- uh, Toronto Ooh, So sweet. I found tickets pretty close to the glass. I've never really sat on the glass of a professional game, at least. So we'll see. Um, that sounds we'll see happens, really fun. <clears throat> yeah, uh, and you're going. Uh, you're taking your life under your own hands and getting am, on rubber tubes doing... and sliding down mountains.
1: We are. Uh, there's like the sweet tubing hill. Um, sorry. I was getting into my, um, Apple ID to be able to accept that PDF. It was a whole thing. I'm in though. We're good. Um, yeah. Tomorrow night, our girls have a sleepover. And, uh, in that time we're doing like an adult takeover at the ski resort nearby trying to like get a, there should be like 10 or 15 of us at the tubing hill. So we'll grab dinner over there. And then, uh, Should be really fun, man. Yeah, be a good time. Just like, you know, snow tubing is one of those things that, like, you can't do it and have a bad time unless you just fall off your tube and wreck. So, you know, hopefully none of that. But uh, good times should be had. Good times will be had.
0: Yeah. Yeah we did tubing uh last spring break i think and it was a terrifying i think we had to talk about on the podcast but it was a terrifying experience but they claim no one ever fell off it which is fair because it felt like you were going to but then i recently saw a video on on x where someone did fall off of it and it was a it was an experience (laughs) so (laughs) not to terrify you or anything but hold on tight
1: (laughs) dude i will i will but you also live in Colorado where the Rocky mountains like can kill you at any time. If you just slip in the wrong place, you know, mountains around here, little different story. Like the snow tubing is still intense and really fun, but, uh, but I'm sure it's kind of less intense than what you might be used to. Yeah. So you're doing an apps game to it's celebrate. Fair. That'll be a blast. Um, yeah, yeah man. Yeah, hopefully we they weekend.
0: win. Cause if they don't, Right. I'm Your year throw will something be something under the ice. Your whole year. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to give something up something like this year, it's not my totally. year. Yeah. Dude, what, have, uh, what have we been up to on this podcast?
1: Dude, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit. We've been uh we've been I think this is our fourth episode on the Holy Spirit. So we did Pentecost and kind of like the big reveal moment of what Jesus had promised was coming kind of post Ascension, post resurrection, and ascension. Um, Then we did like, we called it Come Holy Spirit, and we talked about like inviting the Holy Spirit into our life today and now. And then last week we covered the fruits of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit verses um, out of Galatians 5. So if you're listening now and you haven't checked out any of those, uh, listen all the way through this one, then go back and check out those. Like, I think they've been really cool. And, uh, Josh, you and I kind of dove into this because we've talked about the Holy Spirit before, um, in the podcast, but we felt like we maybe pushed past it kind of quickly or didn't like do it justice or take it slow enough to do. So neither Josh or I are like theologians and experts on the Holy Spirit by any means, but, uh, wanted to like take some time and work through this and actually like do what we could to, to try to understand it better and talk about, uh, how we see the Holy Spirit and, um, kind of what, what his role is in our life and in the life of the believer. So anyway, man, to this today, it probably is going to be part one, but we're going to talk through, um, kind of giftings of the Holy Spirit. Like what are those gifts that the Holy Spirit gives? So I don't know exactly where you'd want to start, Josh, but man, kick us off anywhere that fits well uh, for how you see this conversation going.
0: Yeah, I think I think probably like an overarching place is, is a good starting spot. Um, you know, we see numerous times that um, uh, Paul probably more than any other of the, the gospel writer or the New Testament writers talks about this idea of Gifts that the Spirit gives us are um a better word instead of gift is probably talent, ability to do something um that wasn't naturally to who you are, but supernatural, uh as a gift that God has given. Um and I th- I think today's church we, we don't play a lot in the supernatural. It that worries mm-hmm. us, especially coming from, you know, Andrew and Ice tradition. Um, mm-hmm. you know, supernatural we kinda we kinda downplay, but um Like that's essentially what's happening here. And because we downplay these, we don't see a lot of these gifts in action, uh, in our church communities these days. Um, and that's, you know, primarily probably why we wanted to dig into this topic a little bit more. Um, but I just go back to, you know, when Jesus says, um, in John 14, um, that he, that we're going to do even greater things than he. Uh, I think this is where the greater things comes from. It comes from this place of, you know, the spirit working in us. And one, as we've been talking about it, sanctifying us, growing us, um, making yeah. us more like Christ, uh, have the same mission of Christ and fall in love with with God in those places. You know, we've talked about in the last couple of episodes. And now this is kind of the, the action mm-hmm. of all those things. Like, here's the work that God has done to me. You know, I have more peace, patience, kindness, gentleness. But he's also given me these gifts to help others experience the same things that I've experienced, um, and that's where these kind of come into play. And we're going to do greater things than even him. And you know, we've talked about this concept of faith and trusting God in the last handful of, of episodes as well. And I just keep going back in my head of you know, when when Jesus says, "If you even have faith as small as a mustard seed, you could tell this mountain move from here and there, and it would move." And if we're really honest with ourselves, we don't see a lot of mountains moving in our lives Um, and and in lives around us. And especially, you know, in in the entirety of the church today, I shouldn't say entirety, entirety of the Western church today. We just don't see those aspects. And I would argue if they're not happening, then there's probably a problem. And the problem's probably not with God. It's probably with us. So maybe we actually don't even have enough faith as small as a mustard seed. And that's why we're seeing these things. We just haven't learned how to trust God. So I, I say all that to say, this because we haven't learned how to trust God we don't see these supernatural gifts that God has given us often in our lives because one we're not looking for them two we don't realize that that's a thing three if we do know what they are we're not practicing uh trusting God in the midst of those things so like taking risks uh to develop those things uh so I think that's that's probably the overarching like how do we really discover the gifts that God has given us and then how do we cultivate you know these these specific gifts but I know those are my those are my first thoughts But that's
1: good. That's good. Yeah. I, uh, my, as soon as we start thinking about or talking about gifts of the spirit, my mind jumps to like, I grew up in church and, uh, I did a couple times, like one of those tests, kind of like personality test style, but meant to like kind of guide you towards like, what is your, what are, what's your gifting, right? What's your gifting of the spirit. And, um, they were kind of cool, like, as a way to learn about, like, for me, personally, they might be really helpful to some people. I don't know. But at least at that stage of my life, they were, they were like a little bit informative. But um, at the same time, with a lot of personality test stuff, um the, the more you know yourself, the more accurate and meaningful you can be. And I like most of my experience with that was when I was still like, A teenager, you know, and like my brain wasn't even fully developed. And like, I didn't really know myself that much. I was just starting to figure it out. So um, I think that might be more useful to me now if I checked out one of those tests. But I also think I have seen how some of these giftings have shown up in my life just from kind of more experience of like being older, (laughs) being in my mid 30s now, you know, like I, I think I know myself enough to actually be more accurate in what those are and aren't. So anyway, man, it's one of those things like uh, if, if you're listening to this and you're like, I've never even heard of the gifts of the Holy spirit. You can research more than we'll talk about. There's quite a few Bible passages that are like Bible verses and passages about this subject. We'll read like maybe a couple of them um, today. And next time we talk about this, but I would just say like, as you go through this, like the way, Josh, you laid it out, it it's like God doesn't probably just say you are only one, you only ever get one gift of the Holy Spirit, right? He might give you a really strong gift of discernment for a season of your life and then might switch you into a gift of, I don't know, encouragement and faith or, or something to that effect. He might not just be like, you are an apostle forever and that's it. Like, I think... I think that in the the seasons of our life, the Holy Spirit can show up in and through us in different ways as, as we and the people around us need him too. So, um, I don't know, man. Those are my first thoughts. And I was kind of thinking, I don't know where you want to start. Like Ephesians 4 feels like a really good place that we could read a bit and maybe react from. Uh, I know first Corinthians 12, you mentioned really great to start there too. So, um, yeah, man, maybe I could read a little bit of out of Ephesians four and then turn it your way to kind of launch the discussion. So this is starting in verse four, uh, through 13. So there's one body and one spirit, just as we, as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended mean, except that he descended into the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people to work to, for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in faith in the faith and in the knowledge of the son of God and become mature attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So if you've been in church a while and Josh, I'll turn it your way in just a sec. If you've been in, in a lot of faith tradition, traditions of Christianity for very long, you might've heard like apests. It's an acronym, apostles, prophets, evangelism, uh, evangelists, uh, pastors and teachers, a pest, you know, um, and, and that's referring to this chunk of Ephesians four. So these are some of the gifts of the Holy spirit. There are some more that are outlined in the Bible as well. Uh, the list could be really long or really short, depending on uh, kind of where you land on that. But Josh hearing those verses out of Ephesians read, what's kind of your first take? Where did it take you?
0: Yeah, I think it's important too to point out like these are, um, for lack of a better term, roles—not official roles, but roles of of the church as as the church is spreading and continue to to live the you know, the kingdom here on earth. Um, so though you can kind of live in themes of one of these things, um, not often are everybody going to be called a prophet or an evangelist, a pastor or a teacher, or a pastor and teacher. I, those are combined typically, uh, in most translations. Um, but a lot of the named spiritual gifts that Paul really gets into in in Corinthians, um, the practical side of the gift, like things like administration and uh, discernment and, uh, wisdom, mercy, um, hospitality, uh, you know, are going to live in one of these categories, um, you know, of, of church work <clears throat> or church leadership. Um, and you know, these are the individuals and we know that these are leadership requiring verses because of verse 12 to equip his people for the works of service. Um, so that the body of Christ may be built up. Like this is the, this is the work of the leaders, um, as an apostle, as a prophet, as evangelists, as pastor teachers. Um, but I think it'd be helpful just so we have full rounding of, of kind of what, um, Well, Paul's trying to get out with all these things uh, to read Mm -hmm. 1 Corinthians 12 as well, um, just so we have it all in front of us. But 1 Corinthians 12 starts with now about these gifts of the spirit, brothers and sisters. This is the new, uh, the NIV. Um, I do not want you to be on. uninformed. Um, You know that uh, when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray by mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know no one is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the gift, uh, but the same Spirit distributes them all. Excuse me. Uh, there are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working uh, in all of them. And in every one, it is the same work or the same God at work. Now uh, to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. Uh, To one, there is given the spirit uh, through the spirit, the message of wisdom to another, the message of knowledge uh, by the means of the same spirit to another faith uh, by the same spirit to another, the gifts of healing of, of that one spirit, another miraculous powers to another prophecy to another distinguishing, uh, between spirits, uh, to sp- to another speaking in different uh, languages or different tongues uh, and another to interpret those tongues. All these are the same work of the same spirit. And he distributes them uh, to each of us as he determines. Uh, And I won't keep going because I don't think it lists. I'm just reading ahead real quick. Uh, in here, but he goes into the the importance of everybody playing the role. That we're one body, um, and your gifts though may not be the gifts you know that everybody wants. Right, the face and the mouth and the hands. Maybe your gifts are other parts right. of the body that are less well known, um, but. If we don't live into the the gifts that God has given us, the body misses out. Uh, we're not actually one, we're not moving in the same direction because we haven't accepted our own identity that God um, has has built into us, <clears throat> yeah, but um I think it's I think it's helpful. To at least have a list and um, compiling it all together of where some of these things come from, um, but there's a couple of other places that uh, Paul speaks about spiritual gifts, uh, speaks of how we use these gifts, um, and we kind of. Come up with a collective list of like here's here's the things that we accept as spiritual gifts, for lack of a better term. Accepts probably not the right word that seems strong, but um, I'll kind of just go through this list. Uh, first one being administration. Um, this would be organize, organization. Um, you have this ability, this unique ability to organize people and tasks for common purpose yeah. and common goal. You have apostleship. Um, this uh, starting new things, overseeing and and moving a, a large group of people in, in one direction, uh, but not necessarily you know, on the ground type of work. Uh, You have discernment, the gift, the ability to see uh, what's spiritually false or spiritually true. Um, The motives are right and wrong. Um, I think actually may helpful, Andrew, once we go through this uh, to talk about our own gifts, um, if you, if you know what they are. Uh, Yeah. Evangelism. This is those, man, you, you know, these evangelists when you come in contact with them because you, they say the same things that you said, uh, but for whatever reason, when they said it, uh, that person's like, I'm ready to follow Jesus, right? That's that s- supernatural aspect of, mm-hmm. of these gifts. You have encouragement, exhortation uh, is other ways that that says the ability to to actually encourage people with, with uh, written and spoken truth. Um, you have the gift of faith where you have uh, full belief that God can in all circumstances um, that you trust him uh, in your life. And that's how it manifests itself. Uh, you have the gift mm-hmm. of uh, generosity or giving who um, have this unique ability to to use the things that god has given you and give well beyond your ability because you most likely have the gift of faith alongside of it um, mm-hmm. to trust him uh, in your giving so you live in that world of generosity you have the gift of hospitality um, creating warm environments uh, for people whether that's um, within groups of people in the church or it's uh, you know within homes you just have this ability to make everybody be seen and apart um, you have mm-hmm. the gift of knowledge Um, To be able to bring clarity to difficult or hard to understand theology um, in a way that brings God's truth um, to life. You have the gift of leadership, the ability, this is on the ground influence uh, inside of churches, moving people um, to a big picture or a bigger idea. You have the gift of mercy. Um, come across these people. These people are fantastic people. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't have the gift of mercy, so I admire those that do. Um, but the gift of mercy, the ability to always, you know, show empathy, always show care, regardless of how the individual ended up in that situation by their own doing or other people's doing. Um, you have the gift of shepherding and pastoring. Um, this is the gift of, you know, taking care of personal needs and nurturing and, and helping with, with life issues, helping them understand what it fully means to be a disciple. Um, but it's, yeah. it, Stems from that place of care, personal care. Hmm. Um, yeah. You have the gift of prophecy, the ability to speak truth um, in variety of different ways. This isn't just foretelling of God's plans, mm-hmm. uh, as we mm-hmm. saw in the, the New Testament or in the Old Testament, the Old Covenant. Uh, but this is also just speaking truth boldly with an ability that people uh, hear and listen. You have the gift mm-hmm. of service, the you know the hands and feet of of the church. Um, you're the ones that, that are, that in often ways get things done that are willing to serve regardless of how difficult or how, uh, maybe beneath that service feels to them. Um, they know that this is who they're called to be and they're, they're just people that get things done. You have the gift of teaching, uh, to bring divine ability and, and understanding, um, to mm. difficult parts of, of who, uh, of God's word and trying to understand those things to teach them. And then finally, uh, the gift of wisdom, um, wisdom is uh, one, scriptural, but two, practical um, in in how it presents itself. So you're able to speak into situations maybe that you've never even been in before, uh, but God has given you that ability to speak into them. And it's extremely helpful um, to, to those individuals. I think it's helpful before yeah. we dive into kind of our own personal gifts and our journey of how we discovered them. Um, I think it's also yeah. helpful to, to know that, say you take one of these surveys that, that Andrew talked about, um, you know, which are a great starting point for a lot of these things but you got to test them out and you've got to let the body confirm them um, and when I say the body I mean the rest of, of your church family um, they got to be able to confirm these things so you can't go into a situation like well I have the gift of leadership you got to put me in charge um, start practicing that gift and um, looking for ways that you uh, can gain influence r- regardless of title um, and then watch your body uh, confirm those things it's like oh this is the person that should be um, not because you said it but because you're fruit of those gifts, um, speak to the body and they say they're, they're confirming that you have these things and then lean into them more, but, uh, yeah. Andrew, any, any thoughts? And then we can dive into Man. our own gifts.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, it's really good. And I guess what I was trying to say is it's interesting. Like I read through this list and I was like, I wrote out the list we were talking, uh, before we dove in And I was trying to think through like, what are the gifts that show up naturally in my life or in a way that feels like I don't have to work for it. um, But like are part of just like baked into me. And then what are the ones that have shown up occasionally in my life? And it's so much easier on all of this stuff to look around and be like, man, like my wife has the gift gift of hospitality, like hundred percent, you know? And like, I can think of somebody with the gift of encouragement, like just bubbling out of them, you know? And like, I can think of somebody like a mercy person, like you were saying, of like, man, that like somebody in our small group is just like bubbling with mercy, you know? Like, it's just natural or it feels natural every time I see and talk to them, like, but it's deep and it's different than what's in me. So I guess like in both both of the chunks of scripture that we read out of Ephesians and first Corinthians, um, the the whole backdrop is like, it's a body of Christ and it's not that one is better than the other. Uh, We can, we can do that inadvertently, especially in our culture. And like Josh, you and I both work for like businesses. So like wanting to say like, yeah, I've got that gift of leadership and droves is like, you know, maybe something that, gets too praised, uh, in our culture and in our work and like, you know, just modern day, but like those gifts of like wisdom or discernment or encouragement or administration, those things might be less valued. Um, so anyway, man, it's not one being better the, than the other. Something that stood out when you read, um, out of first Corinthians was that, like the gifts of the spirit are given for the common good, like for the body of Christ. So, Josh, if you have a gift of teaching, it's to benefit the part of the body of Christ surrounding you, right? If if somebody near you has the gift of mercy, it's to benefit the body of Christ and those who don't yet know Christ around them. You know, so it's not one is better than the other. It's that they're like all incredible. And they're all things that are from the spirit, not earned by our own, you know, goodness or ability or desire. These are things that God puts in our lives to glorify himself ultimately and to build up the body of Christ. So man, with that said, um, a couple of these, like on the list that, that I've seen like show up, Just frequently and consistently in my life um, are discernment and hospitality, um, and in a lot of ways, leadership. Um, And one that I pray for (laughs) all the time, uh, two that I pray for all the time are discernment and wisdom uh, of like wisdom for the big and small choices, um, especially while parenting. Like, God, give me give me wisdom on how to do this. Discernment, man, like all the time, everything I do in work, there's like six paths to get there. And each comes with their own set of like barriers, right? So man, in work, and personal life, I just, I find myself asking God for discernment, like weekly, daily. <laughs> and, and I feel like, that's that's one through line that like God built me with a very strategic brain that I can call uh, strategic, but I think under it is is a gift of discernment that He's given me. So that might be my one that's like feels like strongest in my daily life um, at this point. And I think hospitality and leadership are right there like core aspects of who have been for a long time um, and they play out a little bit differently. But what about you, man? How does this, uh, how does this list list hit you and like what feels natural in the giftings and what are those things you maybe like desire to have more of uh, or pray about having more of?
0: Yeah. Um, I, I think with spiritual gifts, it's, it's always difficult until you start testing things out to really know because you know, I, I teach you know, on a weekly basis. Uh, I'm a decent teacher. I can get the job done, but I wouldn't say I'm a gifted teacher from a spiritual gift standpoint, um, right? Mm. Like, there's there's not a supernatural aspect of how I teach um, that you know would say or would confirm, at least for me, that that I live in that world of of a spiritual gift of teaching, um, right? I can just teach. It's a skill set that I've learned along the way. Um, <clears throat> where I I do kind of live in the world of discernment or or of spiritual gifts is, is probably my highest is discernment uh, Mm. as well. Um, I've learned a lot about discernment over the years. So like when I walk into a situation, I can tell something's wrong. Um, I might not be able to put a, 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 you know, words to exactly what it is yet, but I can feel it. Um, What I've learned um, in practicing this spiritual discipline or this spiritual gift is just because I feel it doesn't mean I need to say it. Um, I Mm -hmm. think oftentimes Especially when I was younger in my faith because I felt it and it feels like truth, right? It feels like yeah. truth is being attacked yeah. or it feels like there's deception in the game and you don't exactly know where it's coming from. Um, and this is typically relational uh, situations that my discernment yeah. finds itself. Yeah. When you're not being honest, I pick up on it really quickly. Um, yeah. And I've learned... When you call it out, if you don't have relationship or good relationship or healthy relationship with an individual, yeah. it's not helpful. It actually causes a lot more harm than good. Um, when you do have relationship and, and what we're talking about matters, because my discernment shows up in all categories. It doesn't matter if it's spiritual realm of things and spiritual church things. It doesn't matter if it's in work situations. It's all relational, but that shows up in, in a thousand different ways in my life. Um, and you have to kind of go through the work of, hey, is is this worth saying? Is this worth pursuing? Or is it something yeah. you noticed and it's just your gift doing its thing and you just move on? Um, there's yeah. there's no action step to this. So th- I think that's the biggest learning that I've come from um, this gift, but I do have this natural ability to uh, I shouldn't say natural ability. I have this God-given ability uh, to to pay attention when things aren't aren't right, when they don't seem, when the surface uh, doesn't match the the inner work. Right? When you're yeah. saying something yeah. that in 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 recent days, like you know, within the last few weeks, that gift has has destroyed a relationship, mm-hmm. <laughs> a friendship I've had for a long time, because I chose to lean into somewhere, whether they were ready to hear it or not. Who knows? That that, that could be a part of the situation, the issue, but like it, it caused a fair amount of harm because you know maybe i could have done it differently or yeah, i'm speaking into sinful nature of things and it's really causing some yeah. some you know wreckage uh, around that because yeah. people don't want to yeah. acknowledge their sin um you got to play those well, weird games okay. with discernment um <clears throat> second for me Dude, I is ask, uh, leadership I know, I know you, go ahead i, I was gonna, i'm pausing
1: you for just a sec before you move on from discernment because i we both kind of share this and uh and it's interesting to hear you talk about it like in this light i guess in this moment um but i was just thinking like you're right discernment plays out in all aspects of your life and like that's that's maybe part of a spiritual gift is it's not just confined to moments um it's like part of your being and part of god who made part of who god made you to be um and with discernment man i think there's, there's like a responsibility that comes with it because like, I don't know if you feel this way, but I, I often feel like I can, uh, like see like three steps behind people's motives, <laughs> which is like, it's weird, but it's like, I, Oh, I know exactly why you're doing that or why you're yeah. thinking that or why you're whatever. Um, but people, and people don't like, like wait, that. No, right. No, like but that's but the piece also, of it all. They don't, they don't like it if you're like revealing that, but also like there's a real, you could be very manipulative with it, right? Like you mm-hmm. could absolutely you could use it to like get what you want. And, and like, you know, Superman, uh, way back, or maybe Peter Parker with great power comes great responsibility with all of these. That's the case. They could be used to totally glorify God, or they could be used to Glorify yourself, you know, um, but with discernment that like my personal experience is like, man, got to be really like, check your motives, uh, when you're like revealing things, God has revealed to you. And yeah, you got to like build ironically discernment for when to reveal and why to reveal like anything that spirit is showing you. This
0: is true of, of all spiritual gifts. Uh, especially yeah. the spiritual gifts that live in revelation. And when I say revelation, I mean like revealing God's truth or revealing actual what is um, type of gifts of like, you have to be careful. Like say you have the gift of miracles, like you have this ability to perform miracles. I don't have that gift. I, I don't think I've ever met anyone with that gift, but I don't think you're gonna be walking around healing everybody. I, I don't think that's how that gift is is. D- you know, supposed to be on right. display. I think there's a fair amount of wisdom and, and walking with Jesus on when do you act and when do you stay you know quiet and when do you get involved and when do you stay out? And I think that's probably true of all of them. Like, when do you show mercy in a way that's helpful to that person? Or when do you speak truth in mercy, but it's going to sting a little bit, um, right? There's that piece of, of mercy as, as well. So I, I think it's probably true of all the gifts. We just, you know, this is our gift, so we, we experience it. But- right. I would guess if we got people that really knew and lived into the gifts that God has given them um, through the spirit I I think we'd see a lot of these things where they're like yeah as I've been practicing these things here's the lessons I've learned Um, even if you have the gift of like intercession um, which isn't on our list but um, Mm -hmm. mainly because we're all called to intercede but you know those ones that like if you're going to need something prayed for you get them to pray for 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 whatever reason God answers their prayers a lot faster than He answers yours Um, like that world of things so I, I think I think there's that piece of, too, there's a responsibility that comes with these gifts because these are, in a lot of ways, supernatural. So, you know, they're they're beyond common practice or common ability. Um, so, you know, we want to be responsible with the gifts that God has given us. And just because we see or can do something doesn't necessarily mean we should, um, you know, speak into that thing or, or um, uh, do something in that situation. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That's Sorry, good. I'll keep going. All right. Uh, my second one is, and this one, this one's a little bit strange to me because I've always been this way. Um, but the gift of leadership, like people have always followed me. Uh, my mm-hmm. dad used to like to tell this story that he came in. I, I must've been like kindergarten, first grade or something like that. He has a, he had a picture of it. Uh, but he came in to pick me up early or something like that. And there's just a crowd around me and I'm holding court essentially, uh, telling stories or whatever I was doing, who knows, I was probably lying and creating some fantasy story about something and making myself look better. Um, as all, you know, first graders do. Right. Um, but like there's always been this ability where people would naturally follow me. Um, I don't like that gift. (laughs) I'd rather people not follow me. Life's easier when they're not following you. Um, but you know, you know, when, when no one else is going to do it, you, you have this urge or this desire that's like someone's got to do it. So if nobody else will, I'll step in and do it. Um, I think that's probably the healthiest version of practicing these gifts. I I think everybody wants these gifts like Andrew was talking about Um, and oftentimes if you're not gifted in this area, you're you're seeking these positions of these places. I think Mm -hmm. those with the natural gift of or the supernatural gift that comes from Christ or comes from the spirit um, I think those ones probably take their sweet time saying yes to something um, or jumping into something until they see the need that somebody's got to lead. And the only way I've really noticed this gift at play in my life is I understand things about leadership that most don't. Um, so mm-hmm. when you're talking to others that, shoot, they may have been leading for a long time, and and as they talk, you just you know you you know like they don't know what they're talking about, um, mm-hmm. and not in a judgmental, shameful way. You're just like, yeah, the the way that you just don't understand how people work. Like you, that wouldn't work. Like that, everything you're saying right now, or that's not leadership. That's performing tasks mm-hmm. and and getting a, a job done. That's a project manager. That's not a leader. Yeah. That's casting yeah. vision for a group of people to move down a direction. And spiritually, right. in the spiritual gift of leadership, we also know comes in its ray, right? Like, you know, um, Moses and and God have a, have a conversation in the old covenant where, you know, some are, are to be leading tens, some are hundreds, some are thousands. Um, so it also yeah. comes in a ray on, on your skill set on what you can and cannot lead, right? And, you know, that comes with, yeah. with time as well to be able to determine, oh, I'm a leader of tens. And I think leadership from the capacity of leadership is influence. Everybody has influence. Everybody you know, has influence with, with a few. Um, and then the gift of leadership kicks in, um, with, with more than that to be able to understand those things. But that's the sure. only way I've been able to identify to myself. And like I said, I've always been this way in a lot of ways. So I don't know, how, how spiritual gifty it is, or it's just maybe something you've picked up along the way. I wouldn't say it's confirmed in that perspective. It, it's funny because yeah. I've had this conversation with my mom. My mom feels like she may or may not, she doesn't know, have the gift of generosity. And she's an extremely generous person. So, so generous that she's, you know, not, she never had a conversation with her kids. I don't ever remember talking about generosity or giving or, or serving in, in beyond ways, um, but she's always done it. And now her kids, you know, we all live similar lives. Um, you know, we're all pretty generous individuals compared to, to most, but she does the same, She says the same thing. She says, I've always been this way. I've always been extremely generous. Even as a young kid, I was, I would give toys away or like, you know, try to you know, give my time to individuals that maybe weren't, weren't seen as much. So maybe it's a supernatural thing that God is, you know, you, he, your name is, it would eventually be written in the, in the book of life and he knew that was coming. And there's a, maybe there's something that we don't fully understand that's at play there. But um, I, yeah. I, I, I would yeah. tell you, yes, I, I know without a doubt, I have the gift of, of discernment, um, the gift yeah. of uh, leadership <clears throat> possibly. And then finally the gift of wisdom possibly. Uh, mm. But I also think with wisdom, you know, Jesus tells us if he asks for it, he'll give it. So, yeah, I think anyone can yeah. have wisdom. Um, yeah, right? Like, so I don't know yeah. how much that that plays into it, but wisdom comes up on the Corinthians uh, verses. I think it comes up on the Romans verses as well. It shows up a decent amount, so we know it's some form of spiritual gift. Um, but yeah. maybe those that really actually have the gift live in a whole other realm of wisdom that we just don't understand because we don't have that gift, but. Yeah, yeah.
1: Man, that's good. I uh I was gonna say on the leadership you and I shared too uh that we both would say strongly, yes, that's the case. And it's interesting, like in my in my work job, uh like I I'm not like a formal leader of a team or department. Um and and that's okay. Like I, I desire that I'm pursuing that path um and you know i think god's time frame is is his time frame and it's the right one you know um but i i've been like the last couple of years i've been trying to be coached by really good leaders that i can learn a lot from and um there's a thousand books on leadership and there's 10,000 definitions on leadership nobody agrees exactly even how to define it but like i think of Leadership as some combination of influence, responsibility, and vision, like the three aspects put together. And like that, that is, uh, kind of what leadership is. And you're right, man. Uh, like part of this is just like people have always followed me to a degree. Um, and like to many degrees, uh, like I could have had scenes like that in first grade, if I wasn't homeschooled, but it, it played out through (laughs) lots of sports and leading the neighborhood gang into trouble often, uh, growing up. Yeah, man, leadership. It's like, it's, it's part of me. And I think with that, uh, sorry, my throat's all dry with that. I feel this, um, there's like, there's a weight of it, right? Like, and, and I don't, when I was younger, I wanted to like jump quickly and be like, "Yeah, I'll lead that thing and this thing and this thing." And as I as I'm getting a little bit older, I think I'm realizing like, man, to lead, if I'm going to lead something, I'm going to lead it very well, right? And with that, like, I know that the the role might feel this big, but the responsibility that comes with it to do it well is is pretty huge. You know, it might be more than what it looks like on the surface. So. I need to be really, really careful with what I say yes to kind of being in that leader seat of so that I can actually do it well and glorify God in it. Um, when I was younger, I was like really quick to say, I want to lead everything, you know, and then you're, you're leading nothing well when, when that's the case. So yeah, man, maybe a little bit of wisdom in just growing and like, you know, becoming more aware of what I can and can't do. And, uh, yeah. At the same time, you're right. Like often, often in like the workplace, we put like things that are actually just like project management. We bucket all of those into uh, leadership. And and like I've had this a uh, boss for the last couple years or year and a half, and he's like really coached on like, man, there's there's management and there's leadership, and they're not the same. They're often needed together but they're actually two entirely different skill sets um, that relate. And like in this sense, we might bucket some of that into administration as well as leadership. So anyway, man, just wanted to mention that. And I know we're already coming up close to time and we've obviously barely scratched the surface (laughs) on these, but I was going to ask you, like, what do you do with it? Right? Like you and I have both named a couple that were like, yeah, I see this show up frequently in my life but what how do we get practical about this because it, it shouldn't just be a head knowledge uh type podcast like what do you what do you do once you have a sense on what the gift of the spirit is or gifts of the spirit are that the holy spirit might be have put in you listener
0: yeah i, I think first is is to lean in and practice it um the benefit of some of these gifts and leaning in and practicing it is you could just do it. Um, I can, you lean in and and try to show mercy. If I feel like I have the gift of mercy in the situations and learn from those experiences, if I have the gift of hospitality, lean into it. You don't need permission to do those things. Some of these gifts, you know, the, the, um, gifts that are seen, uh, more often than not, um, things like the gift of teaching, um, the gift of, um, Leadership, the gift of apostleship, um, these gifts that really take some time for the the body to affirm uh, in you, um, and most of the time, those with the gifts aren't ready just to hand responsibility over to you. Um, so look for places to you. Know, you look at the gift of leadership; you can influence people for the good of what what you're chasing as a community, as a group of people, as a church, um, really easily. And that's all leadership is—it's it's, in, it's influence. So you don't need a title to influence people towards those things. If you have the gift, you'll influence them. Uh, If you don't have the gift, you won't influence them. It's a good test for you um, to Mm. to be able to see like, Hey, maybe I'm in the midst of this. Um, But like Mm. if people listen to you, uh, people take your advice, people move in the direction um, that you've kind of like, you have that, you have that influence with them. Um, You have that, you may have that spiritual gift. The more you leave and live in those places, the more the body will take notice and start putting you in actual positions that use those gifts. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know we're always hesitant uh, because we know, like Andrew said, um, some of those gifts are, are dangerous if if used in the wrong ways, uh, and yeah. also they're dangerous if you don't actually have them. Um, they're dangerous mm-hmm. to you. Like we could create we could create a fair amount of harm by putting in you in a situation you're not equipped for. Um, not just harm for those that you may have influence with, but also harm for those for you yourself. Um, so there's that piece that's at play. So hey. If I could have the gift of faith, (laughs) if I could have the gift of encouragement, if I could have the gift of evangelism, man, I'd take those over over my gifts in a heartbeat. I admire those people that have those gifts. Those are things I don't have and and don't come naturally to me. So I, I... I admire those that they do come natural to from a spiritual gift standpoint. Um, and maybe that's the conversation next is like, how do we in the next episode is how do we work all these gifts together as one body, making sure that as we're gathering people together, um, that all these gifts are, are being demonstrated and being utilized um, in our body um, because that's where you're going to see the most fruit is when people are who they're, who they've been called to be, um, not who they want to be, not who, you know, even, um, um, You know, they aspire to be, but who God has actually created them to be. Um, You know, as you hear with ized and gifts like they're very gut gifts and we're gut people yeah. and we pay a lot of yeah. attention to our gut um, but we've also been around people or work for people that are also gut people that have used those in, in harmful and manipulative ways so yeah. you know we, we have to be extremely careful and that's probably true of a lot of these gifts but um, you know we can only speak to what we have experience with uh, but my first step is start using it start practicing these things if you have faith take the risk on God um, to see the supernatural results um, in the lives of those around you and, and remember that these gifts aren't for your benefit. They're the gifts for for the benefit of the body. Um, So don't use them in a way that you're getting... You know the benefit, but you're using it in a way that the body uh, gets the benefit from these things. Um, And they can be small things in ways. They could be big things. Like the big thing is start serving somewhere, right? There's, there's. I'm assuming you're probably a part of a church if you're listening to a podcast like this. Maybe not, Um, but if you are, there's plenty of places to serve in the church. You're like, well, I don't want to work with kids. Well, start there anyway. Start working with kids. Um, (laughs) Kids are great because they're like little drunk people. They're just going to tell you the truth, Um, even if it hurts. They don't, they don't, they don't hold punches. (laughs) ever no humbling experience <laughs> but at the same time like a great place to, to plug in you um, know every church I'll say there every church needs help in the church. ministry Yep, <laughs> no doubt yep. about it um, yep. so like start serving somewhere and you're going to see these gifts come up you're going to see opportunities present themselves because that's what God does um, you're going to see you know those that, that have gone before you start to affirm these things in you're like man you you probably have the gift of hospitality like you should lean mm-hmm. into this like start having people in your home on a regular basis, pick a day every month where you just invite a different group of people into your home and show them hospitality. Um, Like Mm -hmm. there's ways to show up, you know, these things in the body that aren't in, in program ministry. Right. I think that's what oftentimes Spiritual gift tests end up being coming out of a church. Um, the churches are trying to be helpful. We get, I get it. I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay it. Uh, but oftentimes, you you connect them to what they know. Well, they know their programs, so we try to connect yeah. you to our programs, yeah. um, which right. isn't bad. But there's so many other places that the body could benefit um, from the ways that God has gifted you through the Spirit. Um, you just got to start yeah. practicing these things. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Andrew? What's the practical side?
1: Yeah, I would say all right. So if you're if you're a little bit if you're already listening to this and you're like, "Man, I totally know my my gifts and my wiring." Like, what is what are the gifts of the Holy Spirit? I would encourage you get practical with it and and like maybe examine your life a little bit and like, "Man, if I'm really gifted in administration and faith, like am I doing the right thing, like job, right? Like, or, or is there a different job I could be doing where I could actually apply these spiritual gifts in my work? So that's maybe one question to think through. Um, hopefully you're like, man, these gifts that I have, I use them in my everyday life, including my work, you know? Um, but that might be a question worth asking. Another one is like, yeah, as Josh, as you were saying, Josh, of like, man, test it out. If you're like, I think I have the gift of administration, but I'm not really sure. Like, look for ways that you can go and try it out. Like maybe without changing jobs, (laughs) maybe without doing something super drastic. But yeah, look for like, how could I use this and test it out and see if it's like, if you're leaning into a spiritual gift, it's going to feel natural and life giving. And then you're going to start having people affirm that, uh, in you, like Josh was saying, like the body of Christ is going to be like, wow, I think you are actually really amazing at hosting. Maybe you like have the gifts of mm-hmm. hospitality. or like, man, you, we asked you to help with kids ministry. Most people just throw on a video. You like straight up taught them all of Genesis in an hour. Like, and they loved it and listened. Like, I think you might have the gift of teaching, right? Like these are, mm-hmm. these are how things start showing up in different ways. So do it at your church to start or do it in your community or do it in your work to start. Even people who aren't followers of Christ can start to like quickly, uh, be like, Hey, like, how'd you know all that stuff? And you're like, Oh, I just read all these things for fun. It's like, dude, you're super knowledgeable. Like those, those things might start pointing towards your spiritual gifts. So, uh, if you're on the bubble on one and you're like, I'm not sure if I have the gift of leadership or what a- any of those we talked about, like go and practice, give it a shot. Like, and and as long as you go into it with a posture of like, God help me glorify you as I pursue understanding that this is a gift you've given me, um, then do it boldly, you know, and do it in a, in a way that's uh, honoring to everybody around you. It's not going to hurt anything. And honestly, if you're like, I have the gift of mercy, I'm going to go do this thing to find out if that's true, and then you walk away and you're like, man, that is not my natural gifting at all. Um, That's worth knowing. Like what what you aren't gifted in is actually super helpful because, like, we'll talk about next time. Like, how do you build a strong church team, family, group of friends, body of believers? Like. You have to look for diverse giftings that you can pull together to be one strong body. So knowing what you aren't gifted in is just as important as what you are gifted in. So anyway, man, maybe we'll go that direction a little more.
0: Yeah. And to add on, and this is kind of a practicality from a different standpoint, like, yeah, we know the, the bigger we know the, I shouldn't say bigger, we know the more seen gifts, right? And those ones get affirmed naturally in the church because the church needs uh, a lot of those things to be done. Um, but it's the little ones that don't get seen as well, that, that aren't you know right there on the surface that aren't standing on a stage, um, that aren't leading a group of people. like it's those ones that also need to be affirmed. So as, as you read into First Corinthians is it 12, yeah, First Corinthians 12, Romans 12. And you look through these verses and these different spiritual gifts. Be the people that call these out at others, right? When, when you see the gift of mercy on display say something to that person, like be the body affirming. And you don't have to be like, Hey, I think a hundred percent, you have this gift. Just be like, Hey, do you know of the spiritual gift, uh, the gift of mercy? I I think you may have it. It may be worth looking into and talking to God about, um, or it's the gift of faith. Like you, you have a faith that most people don't carry around. There's a good chance. They don't realize they're abnormal. <laughs> like yeah. in that area, there's a good chance they assume yeah. every, because this is what we all do, right? There's a good chance they assume everybody looks at the situation in the same way. Um, so call it yeah. out in them, especially those, those lesser known gifts um, that aren't always right in front of people. Um, be the people that calls those out. So as you read through these things, you're like, Oh, I think my friend, like, you know, in all my interactions with them or with her, like, I think, I think actually like they may have this, say something to them, shoot them a text right now and just be like, Hey, you may know this already. I don't know, but I just listen to a podcast by the way you should listen to this podcast here's the link um yeah. and then Plus. and be like I think you may have this this gift that Paul was talking about in Romans or this gift that Paul talked yeah. about in 1 in Corinthians um and be those type of people as well I, I think um, as we were just talking through today, um, and you know, we just finished our, our, our recent culture course for our church, where t- we talk a lot about this stuff. That's a piece I think we missed. Of you know, we just assume people would affirm it, but like oftentimes, I think the the missed one, the, the littler ones or the the less seen ones get missed, and we need to affirm theirs because they're important. They're pro- they're they're probably I actually say probably I know that they're more important than the big ones. Uh, the ones that are that are seen every week, um, these are the gifts that actually change a body, move a direction, um, bring healing, uh, bring hope, um, more so than than the the preacher on the stage every week. Uh, but the, oftentimes we miss them. So be practical in that perspective too. Uh, call that out uh, in people. Um, share that affirmation in people when you see it. Uh, but Andrew, my buddy. My friend, I'm excited to keep this conversation going as as we're looking too. at some of these other gifts next week. Hey, if you have a gift that, that we didn't talk about, because um, uh, one, Andrew and I just don't have it, we're pretty similar. We'd love to hear those stories. So email us at hello at com. Um, we'd love to hear yes. you know how you came to know what your gift was, um, also how you're using it right now, because. In all honesty, if I have the gift of generosity, I don't. But if I don't know how to help someone, how do you really live into that in a a faithful, God-trusting way? Uh, We'd love to hear hear those stories as well. Um, But Andrew, my buddy, my friend, as always, good to see you.
1: And you, my friend. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other
0: people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you.